we are very fortunate to have his association. Uh, everybody knows Vishashika Prabhu for his skills in book distribution, his commitment to book distribution. But still, many members are new, so I will give a brief introduction for Prabhuji. Uh, Prabhuji spent his initial years searching for God, the meaning of his life, meaning of life, and his intense prayers and austerities, uh, unusual for an American teenager, were answered when a friend gave him a copy of Back to Godhead magazine in 1973. As soon as Prabhuji saw the picture of uh, Srila Prabhupada, he knew that his search was over. And the knowledge in the Back to Godhead magazine inspired Prabhuji so much that with the help of his mother, he immediately began visiting the nearest Iskon temple in San Francisco. And within a few months, at the young age of 16 years, Prabhuji became a full-time Brahmachari. And in a short span, he also received initiation from Prabhupada and received the name Vashashika Das. And since then, Prabhuji has devoted his life to the mission of Prabhupada and he has been continuously reading, studying and distributing books to the masses. For 36 years, Vashashika Prabhu has been traveling, lecturing, counseling, inspiring devotees and other serious aspirants of spiritual love throughout the world. Prabhuji also became initiating spiritual master sometime back and has inspired many devotees, you know, to further give commitment to Iskon and to Srila Prabhupada. Uh, many of us have also read the famous book, Our Family Business, Prabhuji wrote. And uh, for every book distributor, we recommend to buy and read that wonderful book. And uh, Prabhuji comes in Karthik in Vrindavan. And many of us are, uh, have the uh, longing to attend those classes there. And uh, so we are very, very fortunate to have Prabhuji's association. So we'll just chant one Hare Krishna mantra to welcome Prabhuji for giving us his association. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram. Kiriraj Prabhu, thank you so much for that very generous and kind welcome. I'm over overjoyed to be with all of you today because I feel um, this is the most worthy of opportunities, which is to glorify the Vaishnav, the true Vaishnav in this world is rare amongst us. And when we have the opportunity to remember the Vaishnav, then we please Krishna and we become purified. So thank you very much. I feel like being in contact with a Maharaja's followers, disciples, is the is a solace, a great solace. We're one family, and as we uh, go through this time together, we can find um, realization, and we can also. Uh, heal our hearts together. 
Namasheshtam manamapishachi putramatra sarupam shirupam tasyagrajam urupadim maturim goshtavatim radhakundam girivanamaho radhika madhavasham prapto yasya pratitikripaya shri gurun tamnatosmi he guru gyanadadina bando svanandadata karanaika sindo vrindavana sinahitavata Prasida Radha Pranaya Prachara Ajanulambita Bujo Kanakavadato Samkirtanai Kapitaro Kamalaya Taksho Vishvambaro Dvijabaro Yugadharma Palo Vandejaga Priyakaro Karunavataro Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhara Shivasadi Gaura Bhaktarinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. I first offer my respectful obeisances thousands of times to the lotus feet of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, and to the lotus feet of His Holiness Bhakti Chiru Swami, the consummate true follower of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. And to all of you who are present here today, I offer my heartfelt, humble obeisances. Hare Krishna. So, uh, some time back, uh, there was a booklet produced by the GBC in which uh, Prabhupada's position as the founder of Charya is uh, enunciated very clearly and uh, this took many years to produce uh, Rabindra Sarup Prabhu wrote it but it was inspired greatly by Bhakti True Swami as all of you know he was extremely concerned with making sure that Prabhupada had his position as founder Acharya firmly in place among us uh, because he could see from his vantage point as a leader that this was absolutely necessary for the movement to not only uh, thrive but to survive. There is so many ways in which a movement can pull apart and uh, it's, it really goes to the fact that every living entity is an individual. Prabhupada wrote to Atreya Rishi once that every individual soul has some sense of independence and therefore cobbling together uh, individual autonomous living entities and having them go in the same direction is always a challenge. It's the, uh, the great challenge of the Goshtianandi is to work together amongst independent souls. Maharaj had so much insight into this and I, I mean, in retrospect, I see that his coming into the movement right before Prabhupada left at that juncture uh, and then carrying on such an important role will um, <clears throat> have an indelible effect on the ISKCON movement as it goes forward into hopefully hundreds and thousands of years. And uh, it'll be seen more in history, uh, his his influence. And just to give 
a little taste of that. My a good friend Keshav Bharti Maharaj, as we were talking about, His Holiness Bhakti Trusha Swami pointed out to me, uh, and and as he included in his uh, offering of grievance on Maharaj's disappearance, had pointed this out that um, this gem of a document is available. It's something that uh, the GBC took a lot of time to put together and to distribute, but then <laughs> I don't think most people took the time to read it. And nowadays it's maybe not a uh, on the top of the stack of most books that people read. But let's just have a little taste of uh, Bhakti Tru Maharaj's uh, writing in this document just to start off this morning. He writes, Srila Prabhupada was undoubtedly personally sent by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to fulfill his prediction, I have incarnated to inaugurate the Sankirtan movement. I will deliver all the fallen souls of this world in every town and village of the world. The chanting of my Nam Sankirtan movement will spread. From Chaitanya Bhagavat. He continues, To understand Srila Prabhupada's unique role in Gaudiya perspective, we must journey back in time and gain historical insight of how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's plan to fulfill his prediction is gradually unfolding. Upon his return from Gaya, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu began his Nam Sankirtan mission, and in distributing Nam Prema, he and his associates did not consider who was a fit candidate and who was not, nor where such distribution should or should not take place. They made no conditions. Wherever they got the opportunity, the members of the Panchatafa distributed love of Godhead. From Chaitanya Charitamrita Adi Lila 723. This flood of Nam Prema swelled in all directions and continued to benedict this world under the shelter of empowered preachers like the six Goswamis, Srinivas Acharya, Narantam Das Thakur, and Shamananda Prabhu. Unfortunately, after the disappearance of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and these empowered associates of his, a very dark age descended on the world of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. By Kali's influence, many Apasampradaya's deviant sects totally eclipsed Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pure presentation of Krishna consciousness with their unscrupulous materialistic doctrines and practices. And they did that in his name. Soon his teachings came to be identified with immorality, dogma, and antisocial elements. As a result, the cultured and educated people of Indian society developed a deep aversion to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This dark age continued for almost 250 years. In order to revive his Sankirtan movement and once again illuminate the Gaudiya sky, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then sent one of his intimate associates, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, to this world. Possessed of transcendental prowess, Bhaktivinoda Thakur wrote tirelessly to defeat all unauthorized and deviant philosophies opposed to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's presentation of Krishna consciousness. Through his tireless and dedicated writing, he exposed all the adharmic philosophies of that time and once again revealed to the world Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's path of supreme auspiciousness and compassion, his Nam Sankirtan mission. 
These writings would later form the philosophical foundation for Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur's systematic and institutionally based plan to set into motion fulfillment of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's prediction. Bhaktivinoda Thakur's rediscovery of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's birthplace and his giving of a blueprint in the form of his Namhata to realize Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's desire that Nam Sankirtan be propagated all over the world were a very clear and remarkable indication of his absolute conviction in Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's words. However, he knew that this massive task of spreading Krishna consciousness all over the world would need the collective involvement of thousands of people for many generations. It could not and would not be just one man's work. A transcendental institution was of absolute necessity. His fervent prayers to Lord Jagannath were answered and Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur appeared in this world as his son to give practical shape to his blueprint in the form of the Gaudiya mission. Within 15 short years, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur spread Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Samkirtan movement all over India and attracted many luminaries of that time to assist him in his mission. 64 months dedicated to propagating Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings were established in India during this time. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur recognized the importance of his institution for continuing vigorous preaching after his departure from this world. He emphatically and very openly instructed his leading disciples that his Gaudiya mission be managed and maintained by a governing body. Surprisingly, he did not nominate anyone as his spiritual successor. He left this world on 1st January 1937 and almost immediately dissension and quarrel arose within the Gaudiya mission. Very soon the institution, which had always been known for pure and bold preaching of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings, became famous for its embroiled... for its embroiled faction, fractions and court cases. Two contending factions fought for acharyaship, and many senior disciples left the institution in disgust. The unified entity of the Gaudiya mission as an all-India entity consisting of many centers, several presses, and thousands of devotees working cooperatively under unified literature ceased to exist. Illusions of proprietorship and prestige eclipsed Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur's order and his mission to develop a worldwide movement for propagating Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings came to a grinding halt. Our Srila Prabhupada, His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, was heartbroken by this tragic turn of events, but it was very evident from his activities that he perfectly understood his spiritual master's heart and mission. One, as soon as a few New York followers took his message to heart, he legally incorporated his institution. He named it the International Society for Krishna Consciousness and also legally stated its seven purposes. 
This all happened as early as 1966. Two, to continue Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission and secure ISKCON's transcendental legacy, Srila Prabhupada very systematically established the Governing Body Commission and very emphatically instructed his senior followers, don't make the same mistake as my godbrothers made after my Guru Maharaj's disappearance. Manage the society collectively through the GBC. Three, to secure ISKCON as a transcendental mission with a strong philosophical and cultural base, he tirelessly and meticulously translated and commented on the most important and sublime of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings in the form of Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, and Chaitanya Charitamrita. And he emphatically said that his books are the basis of his Krishna consciousness movement and the institution of ISKCON. Four, and like his Guru Maharaj, he did not name or select a successor for his ISKCON. Rather, he wanted his disciples to go to collectively manage the institution through a governing body. When I was Srila Prabhupada's personal servant, I noted many times that he would insist that on any printed material, the title Founder Acharya, and his full name be printed under the society's name of ISKCON. I was very immature and inexperienced at that time and offered wondered, and often wondered, Srila Prabhupada is such a humble and exalted Vaishnav, why is he so persistently insisting on this? I did not ever openly express this to Srila Prabhupada, but it continued to perplex me. But slowly by his divine grace, in due course of time, I began to understand his intent. The phrase founder Acharya is not just a title, but a transcendental system intended to protect, preserve, and give longevity to an institution dedicated to the mass liberation of conditioned souls all over the world in this dark, abysmal age of Kali. Great Vaishnav stalwarts like Sri Madhvacharya and Sri Ramanujacharya successfully implemented this system. Obviously, full implementation of this system in ISKCON is crucial to the successful fulfillment of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's prediction. I shared this realization with a number of my senior godbrothers and was enlivened to find that Srila Prabhupada had blessed them with the same insight. Then in 2006, the GBC body formed various committees to plan and achieve different strategic objectives. One such committee is the Srila Prabhupada Position Committee, SPPC, whose mission is to assist the existing efforts and develop new initiatives to eternally establish Srila Prabhupada as the founder Acharya of ISKCON and the preeminent Shiksha Guru for all ISKCON devotees. This book is an initiative of the SPPC. His Grace, Raminder Sarup Prabhu, who is undoubtedly one of ISKCON's most brilliant thinkers and writers, wrote the book, and all the GBC members and many senior devotees have seriously and diligently scrutinized it. This book is thoroughly researched and based on Shastra and historical facts. It is academic in nature and provides a foundation on which we can build a holistic culture of education meant to firmly and very practically establish Srila Prabhupada's position as the founder Acharya of ISKCON. 
Of course, pure Krishna consciousness acknowledges no technique. Its only base is humility and absolute surrender. And it is in this mood that we offer this publication to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Srila Prabhupada, and all his devotees. Kindly note that this book is not meant for casual reading, but for implementation. If we do that, our personal and collective relationships with, with Srila Prabhupada will flourish unlimitedly, and we will come to very practically understand that our beloved founder, Acharya, is not frozen in time. He is an eternal assistant of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's divine flood of compassion and Krishna Prema. And his heart melts and flows without restriction or impediment to anyone and everyone who shows the slightest interest in his teachings and the Nam Sankirtan mission. I love that last sentence. I'm going to read it again. And his heart melts and flows without restriction or impediment to anyone and everyone who shows the slightest interest in his teachings and the Nam Sankirtan mission. We humbly seek your kind and active support in implementing the next important step in Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's plan to flood the entire world with Krishna Prema to firmly and practically establish Srila Prabhupada as the founder Acharya of ISKCON for all time. Thank you very much. Yours in the service of Srila Prabhupada, Bhakti Chiru Swami Vrindavan, India, November 2013. So this is uh, true leadership. Uh, Bhakti Chiru Maharaj understood the need of the hour, which was there is a window of opportunity through which to establish very clearly the structure of ISKCON based on our allegiance to His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. And it requires a complete dedication to that principle without any hesitation to put oneself forward uh, in, uh, to, be, uh, to receive aggrandizement in order to uh, make Prabhupada prominent. And the reason that um, His Holiness Bhakti True Maharaj had the potency to do this and to write such um, an essay, as we just heard, was that was his clear vision, and we all felt it. When he spoke about this, he was uh, absolutely convicted, and that conviction went into the hearts of others. And this is very much necessary for a movement because, as I mentioned in the beginning, living entities have some autonomy and they tend to form their own groups and their own uh, allegiances and alliances and so forth. His uh, Holiness Bhakti True Maharaj was a visionary in this way. He understood that for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission to succeed, there had to be clear structure and Prabhupada had to be clearly established as the founder Acharya. And we cannot uh, fathom the importance right now. Uh, the further away we get from uh, Srila Prabhupada's disappearance and the disappearance of his devoted followers, namely his Holiness Bhakti True Maharaj, the more we'll see the importance of this time in history, uh, foundationally establishing principles of Prabhupada in the center, and how to do that expertly. Marj obviously was a luminary and a great acharya, 
and guru in his own right, but simultaneously he promoted Prabhupada and put him in the center. That's the balance that uh, is needed uh, to see that our guruship, our teachings, our potency is based on our allegiance, not on our independence. And this is a perfect example that Maharaj set of unity and diversity. How to be, uh, show your own charisma, a word that you can trace back to <laughs> Krishna. <laughs> the word charisma and Krishna are very similar, that uh, they're naturally attractive. He was a naturally attractive, self-effulgent uh, guru and acharya. But at the same time, he was pointing everything towards Srila Prabhupada. And we felt it. And we will always feel it because of the way that um, he took responsibility, rose to the top of the management in ISKCON, and then asserted that transcendental willfulness he had to establish Prabhupada in the center. That will uh, That is perhaps the most important of of uh, duties and services that um, His Holiness Bhakti True Maharaj uh, gave the world. And uh, as I said before, its effect will be indelible and, and uh, it will be extremely important as we move forward in the, in the next decades for Krishna consciousness. So... <laughs> It's important, I think, for all of us to read and reread this history that he's given in the, in the preface and understand his mood and mission. And as he points out himself in the last part, those who implement this mood and make it practical will uh, feel connected. They'll always feel connected. So uh, what's most important uh, for those who are uh, following the Vaishnav as disciples or as, as admirers is to pick up the mood and method of that personality, imbibe those and to uh, carry them out. So one of the most frequently asked uh, or mentioned points one of the most frequently mentioned points I'm hearing from um, Maharaj's dear disciples uh, and I've been talking to several of them several of you over the last couple of weeks and uh, one point that comes up is this feeling that I didn't do enough. I could have done more. Some have told me that I had a letter ready to go. I wasn't able to send it. Maharaj was already in the hospital. They said, don't send it. Others had this, had told me, another person, disciple, told me that, okay, well, I did talk to Maharaj a couple times, but I really didn't keep in touch as much as I should have. And, um, I find this is true with every one of Maharaj's disciples. And it doesn't matter how much contact they had and how much service they were doing, they all feel this way. So I was thinking about uh, why this is. Uh, 
In a famous Vaishnav song, we hear the words, Daitava Pache Pache. There's a way in which the, uh, the author says, I'm running behind, I'm running behind you, Gurudev, uh, trying to, and I'm saying, please, uh, you can give Krishna to me, please give me Krishna. And so, uh, Hanumat Preshak Swami, uh, years ago, revealed to us his, re- uh, his realization of this, uh, stan- this sentence in this song. He said, the disciple is running behind the guru. Why running? Because his guru is running. And what, where is he running? He's running after his guru. <laughs> because who can catch up? The, the sampradaya means the, the ultimate gift. It's being passed down. There's a bequeathment coming down from Krishna. No one have, feels equipped to repay that, ever. It's the eternal occupation of those who have been rescued from the material world to always want to try to pay back that debt. It's inestimable. And so as the guru is running behind his guru, the disciples running behind his guru, everybody's running to try to catch up. There's never a point in which we actually catch up and say, okay, I fulfilled my uh, duty to my spiritual master. My debt is paid. That will never happen. As fast as we go, as close as we think we are, or it seems we are, the debt will not be paid. We're always going to be running. So it's a very natural, and I would say healthy, mood to feel this, that I didn't do enough. I should have done more. So the, the mood of the devotees is to take that angst, that anxiety that I didn't do enough, and then channel it into service. And that becomes our, our lifetime occupation, working methodically to fulfill the order that the guru left us, the example that he left us, the mood and the method, and following, uh, adjusting our own course towards that mood and method, which is so much in line with his guru and the parampara. This is what sustains us as we move forward in the process of Krishna consciousness. So if you're feeling that anxiety that I didn't do enough, I could have made one more I made one more letter. I could have finished what Maharaj told me to do at this time. You're not alone. Not only do all of you feel that way, <laughs> every genuine disciple in the history of the disciplic succession coming from Krishna feels that way. And it's not bad. It's good. So embrace it. Uh, put it in a bottle. Drink a drop of that every day and, and let that sustain you and uh, move you forward in the process of Krishna consciousness. It's the most valuable substance you can get. If you have that feeling, it means that you're a genuine follower. If you don't, there may be some uh, trouble. (laughs) Prabhupada points that out in the fourth cant of the Srimad Bhagavatam. If after the guru leaves, you don't feel this um, urge to uh, do something to follow his in his footsteps, then, then you might as well leave at the same time the guru leaves. So this is uh, this is the Vaishnav mood and way. 
in the Upadeshamrita, Srila Prabhupada, in discussing the various levels of Vaishnavas, you all know the verse number five, Krishnaiti Yasagiritam Manasadriyeta Dikshasti Che Pranati Bhishta Bhajanta Misham Shushushaya Bhajanam Vignamananyamanya Nindari Shunya Hridamipsita Sangalabhya There are gradations of Vaishnavas mentioned here. The one who says Hare Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, if I hear anyone say Hare Krishna, in my mind I'm respecting that person because who can say Hare Krishna? Ho bhata shva pachato garyanya jiva grevartate namatu byam te pusta pasteju huvasasna arya brahmanachur nama grananti ete. Anyone who can say Hare Krishna, they're not ordinary. And then there's the person who's taken diksha, is following the, the process. Uh, we should get down and offer our bodily respects to such a person. They're so exalted. The Madhyama Adhikari. And then the Uttamarikari Nindari Shunya Hridamipsita Sangalabhya. The Uttamarikari Nindari Shunya. The Uttamarikari is one who has capacity to encourage others in such a profound way because, as an American president said many years ago, it's amazing how much you can get done if you don't care who gets the credit. And this is the, the heart of, of a Uttama Adhikari that I don't care who gets the credit I just want to see that it's done for Krishna the service is completed and therefore the, uh, there's this immense potency and not only that Nindadi Shunya a person is not looking for faults doesn't see faults but sees a spark and wants to fan that spark so at the end of that commentary for the verse number 5 uh, Srila Prabhupada writes that Bhaktivinoda Thakur considers the way that uh, a Vaishnava is advanced can be measured by how many others uh, that Vaishnava has touched. How many uh, vi- others have been inspired by such a person. And so that, that's, that's the measure. And uh, I know that... Uh, <clears throat> Of course, more and more devotees are leaving inevitably. But when uh, Bhakti Surup Dhamadar Maharaj left this world, I happened to have been in, in Vrindavan. And I was with one of my godbrothers. And uh, it was very shocking because, you know, when Vaishnavs who have uh, great significance in the world leave then it uh, leaves a void and um, my godbrother had gone up to the room in which many of the of uh, Maharaj's disciples were meeting and when he came down to tell me about it I said what what how was it what was going on and he said they were all crying they were chanting but they were all weeping and at the time, there had been some controversy, as there was always controversy. Some people have a propensity to, to criticize others, especially if someone takes a, a leading position, then uh, they become subject to criticism. Like, why are they leading? Who do they think they are? <laughs> and so forth. 
if you become a leader, if you take a stand, as His Holiness Bhakti True Maharaj did in any particular way, then of course there are going to be those who want to take away from that. Because uh, who are you to stand up and make a, a point? And so there were others who would criticize <clears throat> the great Bhakti Srupadamra Maharaj. And so my godbrother made a reference to this and he said, so uh, there are these people, they're criticizing his uh, taking a stand, his being a guru and all these things. And he said, but let's see when those criticizers leave the world if anybody's crying. He said, now you see people all over the world are crying. There's a room full, full of people up there who are crying. What does that mean? It's profound. When a, when a person leaves, oftentimes uh, people are relieved that they're gone. Oftentimes there's just a fight over uh, the, the assets that that person left behind and so forth. But when there's genuine crying from the heart, this means something. That person left an impression that can only be left by somebody who's nindadi shunya. They don't have that envy in their hearts that other people do that causes division. Icha dvesha sumutena dvandva mohena bharata sarva bhutaniya samyoham. Sargeyanti Parantapa, Krishna says, this is the nature of the world. Everyone's divided over each dvesha. They fight with one another over why do you get this? I want it. But when, the, when a Vaishnav whose heart is pure leaves, there's crying. Because we feel it. And the, we can see uh, the effect of a great devotee uh, on people of the world, on the followers, on those who admired the person. There's, there's a, a gap left in our hearts where we want all we can do to express, to glorify that person, to fill that hole, is to cry. And that's a glorification. The sorrow we feel, the tears that we shed is a glorification of that person because who can go on crying for so long and feel that? in their hearts, unless they're glorifying a person of uh, substance who's risen to this level of nindadi shunya, meaning their heart is uh, devoid of the propensity to criticize others. It's a very rare thing in this world, and it's only available to those who are Vaishnavas, who have risen beyond the three modes of material nature, which instill in us perniciously the tendency to uh, want to criticize others. So in retrospect, Maharaj's ability to establish without any hesitation, Srila Prabhupada is the founder Acharya, and we felt it, and the effect that he has had on all of us after his uh, departure is evidence of the nature of his heart the way in which he was, uh, he had this power of purity. Uh, purity is the force, and, and we're feeling it now, and we'll always feel it by remembering his example. It's indelible. It will always be there. I felt it in my life with Maharaj, the ways that um, he unhesitatingly always Always, every opportunity, whenever we came together, whenever we even sat in the same room together, 
he always went out of his way to encourage me, to say something that would uh, give me impetus to do more service without any hesitation. And he, it wasn't that just, you know, the microphone was handed. He went out of his way to do that. And I was thinking about that recently, uh, about how he did that. And I was saying, he was so kind, generous to me. And then my wife said, actually, if you look carefully, you'll see that he did that to everybody. <laughs> that, was, that was who he was. That was what he did. Imagine a lifetime where your only occupation is encouraging others. What kind of heart you have to have to, that that's your main impetus in life, to see that others come up. And uh, what effect does that have on the world when some, someone unreservedly is able to do that at every step of their life? But it doesn't mean that uh, Marge was afraid to take a stand when it was necessary for the, for the sake of establishing the, the order of Srila Prabhupada that we worked together under the GBC. He was like steel. He would not move on that principle. We saw in several incidents what we saw, at least I saw several incidents where he was very strong. It doesn't mean because a person has a heart that's very soft and glorifies everybody that, that anything goes, anybody does anything, it's fine. No, he was very clear as he is in this essay about what is the right direction to go. And if there were violations of people taking advantage of of the um, of ISKCON in various ways, uh, His Holiness was very strong and stood up, although good-naturedly as he did it, but he was very firm and strong. So this combination is uh, extremely powerful and it's the legacy that he left for us to follow. I have other things I'd like to say, but it would be probably nice if we had some interaction. I'm seeing there's some texts in the text box, and also if it's uh, advisable by by you, Giriraj Prabhu, if there's uh, questions that take this in a particular way, well, we can do that too. Sorry, Krishna. Yes, Prabhuji, there are questions. Uh, I can read that question for everybody's benefit also. This question is from Pratib Agarwal Prabhu. He's saying, Hare Krishna Prabhuji, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Prabhupada. All glories to Shiva Bhakti Chavis Swami Guru Maharaj. Prabhuji, is it all right if we feel grief remembering Guru Maharaj rather than gratitude right now? How can we channel grief to gratitude in future and make it an important weapon and inspiration to carry out our responsibilities with more seriousness, enthusiasm, and determination? Thanks for such an important question, Prabhu. Nice to hear from you. Um, grieving is very natural. You'll notice in the Srimad Bhagavatam first canto, after Kukshetra, the devotees uh, came together, Lord Krishna came and performed the last rites for uh, many of the departed souls. And the the devotees headed by Yudhishthira were inconsolable. They were weeping. There were tears, grief. And someone might say, aren't these all 
self-realized souls, what's the problem? Atmatavagyan, you're not your body. Why, why worry? But actually, this is due to the, first, the soft-heartedness of the Vaishnav. They feel for, for the uh, plight of, devote, of, of everyone in this world, Atmao Pamyena Sarvatra, Samam Pashiti Arjuna, Sukham Vayadivadu Kamsa, Yogi Paramomataha. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita that one who feels empathy, compassion, a softness of heart at seeing the difficulties of this world uh, that the, the, the living energies are going through, this is the, the highest of all yogis. So just saying there's a sense of softness of heart that is mentioned there in the Bhagavatam. Krishna presided over the ceremony where everyone was grieving. And this kind of grieving actually is, is very natural. Just as if you cut yourself accidentally, you're going you're gonna to bleed. It's not that because we're Vaishnavas, you don't bleed when you're cut. Because I say, I'm not my body, so I won't, I won't bleed. And it won't hurt. And then, of course, there's a time. There's a time it takes to heal that cut. If I cut myself, even physically, on my gross body, and in the subtle body, we have a, 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 an umbilical cord. Especially the disciples have this psychic, spiritual connection, like an umbilical cord to the guru. And when when the guru departs, there is a sorrow. How can that sorrow be chan- channeled? To remember the depth of what, what we feel as sentient beings. We are sentient, means we have senses. We sense sorrow. We sense joy. And in feeling that, allowing yourself to grieve and go through the process of grieving, which is a kind of healing process, we also can remember that this is for Krishna when we're grieving for our guru's departure, we're experiencing what it's like to feel separation from Krishna. As the guru is the external manifestation of Krishna. Brahmarpanam brahma havir brahmagnao brahmanohutam brahmaiva tenagantavyam brahmakarma samadhina. Anything that's directed towards Krishna becomes transcendentalized. Grieving for a, a lost relative or a pet <laughs> is misplaced. However, when one grieves for one's guru, one's uh, transcendentally grieving, and it becomes a source of purification. And then, of course, as you said, how can that then be transferred into gratitude? To remember all that uh, we have because of our guru. My my best friend, Keshava Bharti Maharaj, was with Prabhupada when he left the world. And he said just after Prabhupada's departure, the second he left, he was in the room with him, he said as soon as he left, he stopped breathing. Keshava Bharti Maharaj looked down at himself. He looked at his cloth. He looked at his bead bag. He looked at his hands. He looked at his feet. He looked at his body and he said, everything I am now, is because of Srila Prabhupada. Everything I've become, everything I'm doing now is because of him. And he realized that sense of 
intense gratitude that this is the gift he gave to me. So as you grieve and also realize your ability to grieve for a Vaishnav comes from your guru and everything that you are and the opportunity that you have to go on serving comes from your guru as well. Yes, Giriraj Prabhu, what else? Thank you, Prabhuji. The second question is from Krishna Govinda Prabhu. He's saying, Hare Krishna Prabhuji Dhanvatanam, we are always inspired from our personal association with our spiritual master. And we generally feel motivated as we get direct encouragement. But without the presence of our spiritual master, we do not have the same inspiration and motivation to participate in Krishna conscious activities at the temple or home. Please help. Well, anybody who got a name from their spiritual master like Krishna Govinda Das, you could just be in jubilation the rest of your life. I mean, he named you Krishna Govinda Das. <laughs> That's your name you got from your guru. So just meditate on that. Uh, you'll find that there is um, no separation. Of course, separation is here now because the, uh, Maharaj just left, your guru just left, and the, and the, the effect is uh, stunning and profound and it brings us uh, great sorrow and a feel of separ feeling of separation. But you will find the truth in your transcendental relationship with your guru as you continue to serve in separation. I told this story the other day, but when Prabhupada left the planet, I was in New York City, 340 West 55th. I was going every day with my uh, good friend to the airport. That was our service. And uh, we were on Sankirtan when Prabhupada left. We came home. We found out that he had departed and we uh, entered into all the ceremonies that went way into the middle of the night and the next day everyone in the temple was exhausted after the morning program many were taking rest and my sankirtan partner pragosh prabhu came to me and said of all days this is the most important day for us to go on on book distribution and do our service and so even though we only had one hour of sleep we knew this was important for us to continue so we got dressed, we packed up the, the car, drove to the airport. I walked down that long corridor with my friend to get to our spot. I had my area, he had his area to work in the airport. And as soon as I got up the escalator and I stepped onto that area where I did my book distribution, as soon as my foot touched that floor, I felt a kind of wave of ecstasy go through my body that said, you will never be separated from me because if as long as you go on serving, I'm always with you. And I felt that very profoundly, and you will too, as you continue to take the orders of your guru. There are several uh, uh, ways that the Prabhupada talks about this in the second canto of the Bhagavatam, that the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead or his representative are a manifestations of, of Krishna's internal potency. And he says, it is by this potency that one comes to see the Lord face to face. So the, now there's a couple types of orders. There are individual orders that the guru gives to a disciple, and there are general orders that the guru gives to everyone. 
and to all the disciples, and both of them are potent. It's not that you have to have received a particular order. You can follow the general order or even the mood of your guru, and it'll have the same effect, and you'll feel from that vani and that instruction, that the connection. Okay, Giraj Prabhu. Thank you, Prabhu. Uh, there's a question here from Kalpana Madhaji saying, Hare Krishna, please accept my humble obeisance, Krishna Prabhuji. Just being curious, what happens to pure devotee's soul? How long does it stay in this middle world after leaving his divine body? Thank you very much for your wonderful instructions. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. It's not stereotype. As mentioned in the second canto of the Bhagavatam, some pure devotees, they want to see the material world, take the scenic route on the way out. So they go through the Shish Kumar area and uh, they want to see, oh yeah, let's look at Krishna's creation. Others, they just uh, forget it, go directly back. Some take uh, a birth in it in a planet in the material universe where Krishna is doing his pastimes and then they're born into a family where uh, they get a direct service or service to the to the parishads or the eternal associates of Krishna and then from there they go back and uh, Prabhupada wrote when Jayananda Prabhu left the world a very balanced uh, kind of a description he he said you just read Bhagavad Gita and you can understand the different ways in which uh, the the devotee goes back to to Godhead or uh, you know stays in the material world and goes back in another time it's up to the Lord and and also has something to do with the desire of the devotee okay Girish Prabhu thank you Prabhuji. this next question is from Lavanmai Radhika Mataji she's saying Hare Krishna Prabhuji Dhanvatanam how will the desires of a disciple will be fulfilled now how to mend the heart which is now incomplete how to mend the heart which is? Now, which is incomplete now. The Guru is gone, so one part of the heart is gone. So he's Yeah, gone. this is that feeling, I'm running behind you. I, I feel this gap. But go on doing what Maharaj said to do, and you'll feel his presence in such a profound way that your heart will fill up. When you're sitting, chanting, and you'll think, no matter what happens for the rest of my life, I'm going to follow Mars's instruction to me, my vow to him to chant 16 rounds. And as you that determination comes into your mind, you'll feel his presence and you'll you'll feel full. Thank you, Prabhu. So, this one question. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, please accept my humble obeisances. Uh, Prabhuji, Guru Maharaj wrote a letter to Srila Prabhupada last a few years back in his Vyas Puja, where he told Prabhupada that his responsibility given by Prabhupada is finished and Guru Maharaj seek Prabhupada association. How will you explain this in the light of your lecture that the duty given by spiritual master to a disciple never finishes? He's, he's referring to the Vyas Puja offering Guru Maharaj wrote in 2012, where he wrote to Prabhupada Puji that uh, I want to come back to you. All the services are complete. So he's saying how to relate it with your lecture where you said a disciple service is never finished to a spiritual master. Well, I mean, when when he goes to be with Prabhupada, it's not that he's not going to have some service there. <laughs> I mean, that's why he wants to go there. I mean, that's the always that that's the relationship we have with our guru is let me serve you. 
and then so whether it's here or there uh that's uh it's immaterial literally immaterial it has to do with the 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 transcendental arrangement thank you Prabhuji. uh this question is from akshara brahma prabhu he's saying Hare krishna Prabhuji, please have my humble obeisances all very strong for the first time in my devotional life i felt wonderful feeling of separation to krishna in separation from from guru maharaj but i'm afraid that like always, I may tend to forget this feeling of separation as time passes. How can we always have in our heart this feeling of separation with our Guru Maharaj, as Guru Maharaj felt separation from Srila Prabhupada? Cultivate it every day. That's why we do sadhana every day, not every other day or every third day. We do it every day because we have to start over every day and come closer to our guru and come closer to Srila Prabhupada. Otherwise, Maya will insert herself. So if you just do this one thing, and that is stay alive in Krishna consciousness somehow or other throughout this lifetime, then you'll be successful in feeling close to your guru and going back to Godhead at the end. Just stay alive. This is what Sridhar Swami says in his commentary to Tate Anukampam Susamikshamano. That's our duty. You don't even have to do any heroics. You just have to stay alive. And that's what Maharaj wants you to do. Follow the, the, the simple path, but do it very strictly, and you'll be successful. Thank you, Prabhu. Mm. This is from Chandana Paul Mataji. She's saying, Hare Krishna Prabhu, please set my humble obeisances, all glories to Prabhupada and all the Vaishnavas. Could you please repeat the point about keeping this mood in a bottle and drinking from it every day? Because I find myself thinking, I do not want to let go of this grief because it seems to be a source of strength and determination in a strange manner. Is this okay? Unfortunately, I did not get the stage of taking initiation. My big regret. Well, you know, every year you will celebrate the Tirubhava, the disappearance of your guru. And you'll be able to enter back into this mood. You should enter back into this mood regularly. This uh, drinking from the bottle means that take that, that mood and find out what Maharaj did for you. What instructions did he give you and what mood did he give and how can you apply it in the world? And... Of course, we never forget the Tirubhav. We always come together again at that time of his disappearance on that date, and we drink from that again, and we remember it. It, it will become um, more, you'll become more service-oriented as you go forward, but then remember it and drink from it during the Tirubhav every year. Thank you, Prabhuji. This question is from Anupma Madhvi Mataji. She's saying, Hare Krishna Prabhuji, can you please share the section of Second Canto where you said that the instructions, individual and general, and the mood is the internal potency of Krishna? Actually, those aren't all in one place, but Prabhupada writes in the Second Canto in the Chatur Shloki Bhagavatam. Uh, I don't have the exact page number right now, but um, it, what he says is, and you can look this up, he says, the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is a manifestation of his internal potency. 
And it is by that potency that one comes to see the Lord face to face. So if you look up the words potency, face to face, internal or face to face, you'll find it. It's right there. And in other places, there's a mention about, and I write about this in my book, Our Family Business, that there are specific instructions and there are general instructions. For instance, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, wherever you go, whomever you meet, teach them about Krishna consciousness. And Prabhupada writes that anybody can follow that order. It doesn't, anybody can take it. And if you take it, you become a fortunate soul. So Prabhupada writes, uh, in other, and he gave a lecture. He said, the Acharya is there. He gives us instructions, but it's for us to follow. He said, if we don't follow, then it doesn't matter how great an Acharya you have, because an Acharya means achar, means he's showing by example. So we have to follow it. We have to take it up and, and actually follow the example. Then we become benefited. So... Uh, the order, whether general or specific, is to be followed. And by by doing that, you're going to be connected. So I put the two concepts together. Thank you, Prabhuji. This is a private question. They're saying, Hare Krishna, Prabhuji, Dhanvatpanam, how to deal with the situation when devotees, under such circumstances, tell us that we are not this body, we are soul, etc. Is it wrong to take our own time to grieve? Why we are forced to show to others that I am tough, I have overcome this, and I am situated in this realization that I am not this body, I am soul, and that now I should continue my normal life and service. Yeah, once in the Brahmacharya Ashram in St. Louis, one of the Brahmacharis, he was a senior senior man. He was uh, he had the flu. He was very sick with fever. He was lying on the floor in a sleeping bag as we all did back then and um and he was uh he groaned because he was in pain and one of the new brahmacharis who was over in the corner at the sink brushing his teeth he turned around to this uh devotee and he said prabhu you're not your body and so this senior devotee got up on one elbow with all the strength that he had and he said to the new devotee said, Prabhu, you're not my body either. (laughs) And so this idea, (laughs) you're not your body, get on with it. It's not very uh, um, practical for those who are grieving. You should grieve. I already pointed out that Krishna, along with Yudhishthir, they grieved. They went through a whole, they ritualized the grieving. They, They had a huge ceremony where they grieved. Yudhishthira, the greatest of, of Krishna's devotees, he was inconsolable with grief after Krukshetra. So it's not that Vaishnavas don't grieve. Other examples, Bhagavatam, Vidura, and Uddhava are talking about the demise of the Yadu dynasty. They're both, um, the, the Prabhupada mentions that Vidura inquired, how are they doing? He already knew they were gone, but he was trying to process it, Prabhupada said. He said it was a psychological question. So obviously we're going to be overcome psychologically, emotionally, because we are sentient beings. It's not that you just say, Atmatapvagyan, you're not your body, forget about it. This is a kind of misunderstanding and misapplication of the idea of spiritual life. When we're grieving for the Vaishnav, it's transcendental. It's not misplaced sentiment. And it's not that you just like 
okay, snap out of it. We don't snap out of it. We never snap out of it. We, we are eternally grateful and grieving for the Vaishnav. It's not that we also become dysfunctional because of it. We, we, we can be dysfunctional for a day or two, but after that, we have to pull ourselves together. We have to bottle that grieving so we can drink it and give us energy to uh, do our service to our guru. That's what he wants us to do, not to um, become dysfunctional. Thank you, Prabhupada. The next question is from Ramana Prabhu. Uh, oh, sorry, Raman Reti Prabhu. He's saying, Hare uh, Krishna Prabhuji Dandapanam. Prabhuji, ever since Guru Maharaj left, I feel like I am an orphan now. Can you suggest how to overcome this situation? Well, you can associate with us other orphans because misery likes company. You know, we're, we were orphaned also. And we've been in that orphan state for, you know, decades now. Maharaj was an orphan. He had Prabhupada's association for one year and he was orphaned for, you know, four decades, more than four decades. So join the Orphans Club. We're here for you. You know, we all feel it and we're all together. So that, that's what, ha I mean, it's, that's what happens. We see our guru for some time. He's the manifestation of Krishna. We, uh, we get as much as we can according to our capacity. And when he leaves, we get even more by going on as orphans because ultimately we're never separated. It's not dependent on the physical presence. I mean, even when the Vaishnavas on the planet, how often do we get to be with him? You know, you, it's a psychological, he's, he's here, I can ask him a question. When he's gone, I can't, so what do I do now? Look what he already said. There's so much that he already said that you won't be able to assimilate it in one lifetime, even if you try. So you can do that. Thank you, Prabhuji. Uh, we are already at 35. We have some, some time, Prabhuji, to ask more questions. There. We have three more minutes, because oh. I have to start the class on the other side of the planet in a few okay. seconds. Okay, so, uh, this is uh, Chakori Radha Mataji. She's saying, Hare Krishna Prabhuji, he said my humble obeisances. Prabhuji, I have faith that all, all the prayers that everyone did for Guru Maharaj recovery didn't go in vain. But I'm unable to understand how these prayers were utilized. How should I understand this? Also, please guide me as to what should be the biggest lesson we take from this, your servant, Chakori Okay, so there's uh, several principles. One is, Krishna is all good. Everything that happens to us in this world, whether we think it's good or bad, is for our betterment. Because Krishna is Sukhrit. He is the perfect moral agent. He's all-powerful. And he's all compassionate, hundred percent. There's no, not even a one a degree or iota of a sense that there, there's anything amiss uh, in his benevolent campaign to help us. So please understand that's one thing. Second principle to understand is that Krishna is never inattentive at all. It's not that even one syllable of what we say or do misses him, especially when it's prayer. So if you put those two principles together, you can understand that you've registered your prayer. It's never going to go in vain. However, the third part is 
we have to be patient and see how Krishna answers our prayer. My conception of how it should manifest is different from Krishna's perspective who knows how to do the best for us and how to bring us to the highest position of devotional service and and closeness to him to answer our prayers. So that's the third part is I ask for something and then I have to wait and see how is that going to manifest. Thank you, Prabhuji. I think we are over the time and you have a new class. So we are very grateful to you, Prabhuji, for giving us this time and association. And uh, we hope that uh, maybe sometime in future we can again request you, Prabhuji, to please come and give us your association and help devotees overcome this grief which has fallen upon us. And uh, I will also tell devotees, Prabhuji gave also a very wonderful class a few days back on this uh, Guru Maharaj Remembrance and another very wonderful question answer session. You can search it on YouTube. Hearing that only, I felt inspired to request Prabhuji to come here and give us uh, his wonderful association. So thank you so very much, Vashishika Prabhu. And we will, all of us, we just chant one loud Hare Krishna Mahamantra to thank Prabhuji. And uh, uh, from the bottom of our heart, we again request to please keep us uh, in your prayers and we allow us to uh, you know, call you again when the need comes. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram. Vishishika Prabhu Ki Jai. Kuzalan Svati Charu Swami Maharaj Ki Jai. Jagat Guru Shira Prabhupada Ki Jai. I just end with one prayer, if you don't mind. Yes, ma'am. And my, my gratitude to all of you. Thank you, Giri Raj Prabhu, for having me. And all the devotees. It's very heartfelt. We're all in this together. We always will be. Uh, dear, dear, it, dear Srila Prabhupada, dear Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, dear Srila Bhakti Tru Swami, if you so desire, please help us to follow in your footsteps and to fulfill your orders, to give our lives step by step to spreading the Sankirtan movement as you desired most deeply. And please always help keep us together in remembrance of your uh, orders and your pastimes. Thank you for considering our request. Hare Krishna. Vanchakopadurusha Kripasanabevacha Patitanam Pavani Bio Vaishnavibyo Namunama Nantakodi Vaishnavinki Jai. Srila Bhakti Tru Swami Ki Jai. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Gor Premanande Haribo. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hey,